Hello, this is Thea Fiore Bloom. You're listening to another episode of the Charm Studio podcast. If you're new here, I'm an artist and journalist who formed this podcast as an act of rebellion against um, being told what to do all the time and how I should feel and how we should feel as artists and how we should promote ourselves. And I listened to all that and I wrote for Professional Artist Magazine and I wrote articles about doing all this kind of promotion for oneself. And I realized that, I don't know if you have, I come from New York, that I, I realized that I was feeling like what we say, a bacala, like a, a flat cod, a flat dried out codfish. <laughs> and um, I don't want you to feel like a bacala either. So that's why I made this podcast and I made the blog. The blog is over at www.thecharmedstudio.com. And I usually talk about bizarre topics that would help you feel better, write better, sell better, but only if you get to be yourself. And today is no exception. The title of today's podcast, it's a short um, podcast, but I'm calling it for God's sake, take four days off. And here's why. I just got back from a short vacation a week long and it was so important to me um, to do that. I am not a big vacation taker. I have traveled a lot of my life. I've been fortunate to be able to do that, but I've always worked during it. And even as a coach, a writing coach, I would take time off, but I would still tend to uh, the needs of clients while I was away. Because I love my job so much, I didn't think it was a big deal to do that. But today, I'd really like to talk to you about not doing that. Um, and just taking a couple days for yourself without social media, without um, email, even if you want. Um, and I have a few app suggestions for that and a few uh, ideas from Warren Buffett, a few ideas from Bill Gates, a few ideas from mentors of mine and a few ideas from me on why for God's sake, you need four days off. So I think that we're invested in this whole cult of busyness. And I'm always fascinated when you talk to the absolutely most successful people, they eventually have this great wisdom about not busying up their schedule that has come from being completely burnt out. Um, and I'm sure you've known, like, there's great podcasters that I've listened to and great bloggers and um, Yoga with Adrian, for example, 10 million uh, YouTube subscribers, 10 million. I mean, I was listening to President Manuel Lopez Lobador the other day on um, YouTube, and he only has like three or four million subscribers. <laughs> Yoga with Adrian has 10 million. But eventually, these people that are all of service, and they're all on these social media apps all the time, they eventually, a few years down the road, have a moment where they lose it. And they just have to really shift how they're working things. And they come to this big realization that they can't live like that anymore. And I think we all come to those ourselves in our own small ways. Uh, the same thing is true with one of my big heroes is Darren Rouse for ProBlogger. And that happened to him. He was everywhere all the time. And then they have this crisis where they realize that their health or their the health of their family, well-being, or their own personal health becomes at risk or at stake. And I don't want us to get to those places. So I just wanted to talk about how Bill Gates and Warren Buffett once were being interviewed by Charlie Rose. And Buffett had, they, it was so funny, Bill Gates grabbed, asked Charlie, asked Warren Buffett if, if he would show his calendar to Charlie Rose. <laughs> and it was like practically empty. Um, and it had three entries for a week max. 
Warren Buffett's calendar, three entries a week max. And Bill Gates is saying that he has come to the same realization that Bill Gates was saying you control your time uh, and leave time for sitting and thinking. And that is given a much higher priority by genius CEOs like Buffett. They've learned the hard way that just because you have a full schedule doesn't mean you're helping yourself. I'm paraphrasing, but I love that Bill Gates is saying that sitting next to Warren Buffett, that he's learned from Warren Buffett that leaving these vast tracts of time for doing nothing is so important. And I think it's great for creatives like us to make a decision not to stay busy all day, every day. And I, I have a, a really a good article and a good uh, podcast I'd love for you guys to hear called How Artists Can Better Prioritize Their Time to Be More Prosperous, Calm, and Sane, and Happy. And it's a great little exercise that I learned from another mentor of mine. And if you take this uh, little exam or exercise, you can really see what has led to the most amazing wins in your life and then top load or prioritize your day with the stuff that's going to bring you exactly what you want. Um, It's based on the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. So I'm going to leave a link to that, how you can better prioritize your time as an artist in the show notes. Uh, it's, It's about looking at your wins and going from there. Uh, but the thing that Warren Buffett and a lot of these big marketers that had these huge um, meteoric rises and then crashes and then they came back home to themselves, the thing that they really understand is that their most genius ideas come from the times that they're sitting in a room quietly in the rain with a notebook. And that's, guess what? What does that sound like? It sounds like us. That's what artists love to do. That's what writers love to do is take out a journal in the rain and sit and write and, and not just journal like as in the artist's way, morning pages. I'm a big fan of going beyond morning pages and taking, blocking out um, an hour time or four days of time, ideally, to sit in rooms and write about what mad, creative, beautiful ideas you have for making money, if that's what you need to do, but also having it be of service. And how can you serve other people? How can you get more and more wildly creative? The more wildly creative you are about serving people, the more money you make. Um, That's my opinion. That's the opinion of a lot of mentors of mine. And I have definitely seen that in action, that you can have a lot of fun making money if you're concentrating on serving others and serving yourself at the same time. And if you're not drinking the Kool-Aid of doing like this kind of yoke being yoked to a plow marketing where every day you're on Facebook because you're told to be on Facebook every day promoting yourself. Every day you're on Instagram promoting your latest painting. I I think that we could all use a big rebellion and a day when we understand that we'd actually make more money, have more serenity, have more connection with our, our subscribers, our readers, our buyers, our collectors. If we took some time off in the rain with a pen and paper and did some art journaling or did a mind map or just wrote about what we would love to do um, creatively to uh, promote our work instead of what we're doing right now. I'd also like to have a look at a post I wrote on why the heck Salvador Dali made so much money. Six art marketing secrets from Salvador Dali that are all based on outrageously good, fun things that he would do um, and how you can use some of those uh, ideas as as diving boards and jumping off and trampolines for your own ideas. So 
the thing that Warren Buffett's saying, the thing that Bill Gates was saying is that, and, and I think Bill Gates has, you know, learned the hard way, a lot of stress in his life too. And I think I'm sure he's coming out of that spiral himself that, that, um, it, success doesn't come from pushing uh, a lot of the times. It comes wildly, success success tied in with well-being comes from releasing. It doesn't come from pushing, it comes from releasing. It comes from releasing the outmoded. It comes from releasing exhaustion. It comes from releasing uh, fatigue-inducing activities. And it comes from focusing on something that's fascinating to you. Um so when I took four days off, recently went up to the Central Coast and I got to see all these elephant seals. And I, we got to see condors, California condors in the wild. And um, just to see elephant seals moving around a beach. And we went up to Hearst Castle and I got fascinated by seeing Julia Morgan's work. And I can't believe she's not as famous as Frank Lloyd Wright. And I want to do a big post on her someday. But it stimulated my brain and it, and, and I was hesitant to not communicate with all my writing clients. But you know what? But I asked them, okay, I'll be back. And, and told them the day I was coming back. And um, they were so encouraging. It was wonderful. Thank you, guys. And when I was away, I came up with all these wonderful ideas for them and myself. Whereas when I was in communication with my clients when I'm on vacation, I didn't come up with these brilliant ideas for them. Because I had no time to just, I had no still pond. The, the water in my brain pond couldn't just be still so that some wonderful uh, reflection would come into it that I could see and use for myself or use for others. And that's what I wish for you guys too. It's like you don't even have to go away. You don't have to leave your house. But just to take a few days off and to unplug for a few days. And I, I want to tell you a little story or two about myself that fits in with this is that I was offered to do every once in a while I get offered to be a guest on a podcast and I'm really thankful for that but a lot of times uh, it's it's amazing the busyness that being on podcast or being interviewed there's a lot of stress and tension around that and a lot of scheduling and a lot of assistance that are involved and things get very complicated and the questions ahead of time or no questions ahead of time or is it going to be video or is it not going to be on video and if you really add up the time that all the promotion it takes to be on a podcast takes it's often not worth it and I decided in this one case it was getting more and more complicated even though I was really flattered by the famous podcast that asked me to be on their podcast, I eventually declined it because I thought, okay, it's going to take me three or four hours to prep for this, to do this, to work on this afterwards. And what if I took those three and four hours and took a day off, like I said, with a cup of tea in the rain in this in my own studio and wrote down a couple of really great ideas that I had for my writing clients about their books or uh, ideas I had for how I'd like to attract uh, create new um, relationships with subscribers or coaching programs or teaching programs. Can you imagine? So instead of promoting for a week on Facebook, what if you took all the time you took to promote on Facebook or to promote on Instagram and wrote down some incredibly fun uh, workshops you'd wanted to teach or um, a group you'd like to start or be in that would advance a certain thing that you that's your number one top priority in life. Like, what if we slowed down and took the time instead of drinking the Kool-Aid of thinking that we have to do all this promotion all the time 
and it doesn't make you any money anyway for most of us. For some of us it does. If you've gotten it down pat, mazel tov. Like I have, I do have clients that use Facebook very well and have great results from it. And I do have clients that use Instagram very well and have great results from it. But they're very few and far between. The majority of us, the reason I got off all social media, even I was on it just for a few days, was that I saw that it wasn't taking me to where I wanted to go. And in fact, it was driving me farther and farther away from where I wanted to go. And it was an exact antithesis of all the values that the Charm Studio um, uh, was founded for. So I, I wanted to talk about the idea that this is a really mean phrase, but a, 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 a mentor of mine is really funny, says it. He says it all the time. He says, busy is the new stupid. Busy is the new stupid. It's not a kind phrase, but I think that it's so funny and it, it has some truth in it. And that for people like a lot of these incredible um, CEO guys uh, and successful CEOs of that I know, just remember that you can't buy time, that time is the most precious thing that you can have. And that even, you know, Warren Buffett is the one that is said to have, have is thought to have said that busy is the new stupid, but a lot of people are, have been quoted as saying that. The other phrase that I think about with that is that, um, you know, we don't want to just run around doing things for no reason. And that brings us further and further away from our soul self. It makes us feel more and more insecure. It makes us it lets all the negative voices rise up inside of ourselves. So if we don't, if we eliminate the chaos, you know, if you take four days off and block off things and tell people you're not going to be in touch with them, um, what it allows for is for that kind of Greek chorus of self-criticism to die down. And it allows some wild creativity to come up in its place and like I was saying before, the wild creativity, as Michael Neal is great for this, he has a book called Super Coach, that wild creativity and pleasure and happiness and joy and leaping around is where money comes from. People, uh, and also as a great um, art agent I know, Lilla Rogers says, quote, people buy your joy, end quote. People buy your joy. So have fun at making money and people buy your joy is two great maxims to remember and to go back to the heart and go back to the soul when you're trying to create more finances and go back to your wildest creativity instead of yoking yourself and going back to the grindstone. So there's a, I wanted to end my friend. Um, well, I have, I have two more things I'd like to give you before I end. One are social media blocking apps uh, that might be of use to you um, to let go of things just for a few days. But the second is my friend Luann O'Dell, who's a wonderful writer and uh, assemblage artist and jeweler. She sent me this poem the other day by Seth Godin, and it's called Promo Creep. And it's, it's I just wanted to read it to you. Promo Creep. Hustle harder. Run more ads. Spam people. Interrupt. Make the logo bigger. Post again. Post again. And more. And more blurbs. Push the press release to irrelevant people. Do one more ad. Use AI to create faux intimacy. Get the word out. Burn trust. <laughs> I love that. Burn trust. Get more attention. And then he writes, in the last 40 years, the amount of promotion has gone up exponentially. 
At the same time, the success of promoted content, promoted products, and promoted services has not increased at all. That's because the secret isn't to focus on your promotion. The secret is to create something that those you serve want to tell others about. When other people do your promotions, it's not promotion. It's passion and sharing and generous generosity in community. And then he ends it with this line I love, better is better than louder. Better is better than louder. So be better. You know, it's like that uh, book, Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. Um, so it's about what we're good at anyway, as, as heart-centered artists and writers, is coming up with wonderful ideas and being of service. And that's a real path to prosperity as opposed to post one more ad, post one more post, tell people about one more um, sale that you're having, uh, post one more coupon code. Instead, what if you thought of yourself as Warren Buffett? What if you had the self-esteem today, if I could grant that to you, to, the self-esteem to understand that if you sat quietly alone in a room with your journal and came up with a few things, they would be better for you than four more days of promotion and that you can take time off from all of it. So I want to end with three social media uh, options. These are great options for restoration. There are three apps. The first app is called the Freedom app. You can look it up and it applies to Windows, Mac, Android, Chrome, and you set your own limits. So you can set your own limits if you'd like to block Instagram for a, a week or if you'd like to block the entire internet for a week. And it's free for your first seven sessions. I'm not promoting it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in any way affiliated with any of these. So trust me. I, affiliate marketing is another thing that I think is, is kind of most of the time ridiculous that if you focused on your own big ideas and connecting with people from the heart you do a lot better than promoting other people's ideas like affiliate marketing is based on but that's another rant for another day the second app so it's free for them sorry the freedom app is free for the first seven sessions so it's perfect if you want to take a, a week off it doesn't even cost money and you can block what you'd like the second app is called Stay Focused. It's another option. It controls the amount of time as opposed to the entire app. You can set the amount of time in specific websites that you'd like to be open. So it's only for Chrome right now. There's no Firefox, no Safari, whatever. So the downside is, is that if you turn off your Chrome browser, you could still sneak behind it and use, say, Safari. But it's still a great option and it can sync to all your other devices, your iPhone, your, you know, whatever, your laptop. The third uh, one is another great one for 14 days for free. It's called Rescue Time. And what that does is it blocks out a specific website, but it lets you allow other goal setting tools and other goal setting websites to be present. So if you have, let's say there's a cool little app I love, um, let's say Water Llama or something like that, where you're trying to drink more water or you have a habit-based app that you still want to improve, says like I have a language apps, let's say Duolingo or something. If there's other apps or productivity apps that you have, those can still be running if you have rescue time, but you can absolutely cut yourself off from um, whatever apps you feel are draining you of your bodily fluids. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. I just want you to think about that idea that Seth Godin is saying is saying, um, He's saying be better, not louder. And I'm saying be more connected to yourself and that'll naturally make you better, not louder. So uh, 
remember to really appreciate the brilliance that you have right now in your own mind. And you don't need to hire a marketing guru. You don't need to uh, take a $10,000 course on marketing. Honestly, I really think that there's nothing wrong with learning. I think it's beautiful. But the most brilliant ideas that you have are going to be tailored completely to yourself. They're going to be bespoke and they're going to come up for you when you give yourself a few days off. So if you can get to some place that's natural, that's, you know, wonderful, if that turns you on, there's the national parks in the United States and, you know, whatever uh, national parks are in your country. Um, but go drool into a cup <laughs> and sit and look at nature and just try to remember uh, who you are um, and how blessed you are, the people around you that are already working with you, um, how blessed you are to have them in your lives. That's how I feel today. And um, I just want to thank all of you for listening and all the wonderful things you've emailed me. I really appreciate it. So love on yourself uh, and prioritize your physical, emotional, and mental health. And I'll see you on the next podcast. You rock.